one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. The Phil Hay Monday Club brought to you by The Square Ball and The Athletic. Dan here from The Square Ball with Phil Hay from The Athletic. Going to join us on Zoom in just a second. A quick reminder that for a limited time, you can get 15% off the big three legal services. Wills, probate and conveyancing, as Michael would say. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash Monday Club or quote Monday Club when you contact Levi Solicitors. You can get your regular 10% off your legal fees on everything else as well. Levi's have legal services for you personally and for your business. Levi'slisters.co.uk forward slash Monday Club. Good morning, Phil. Hey, a rather wet bank holiday Monday we have here in Leeds. It is, it is. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, just ticking off those, these days. Um, although, based on what happened at the Etihad, we've got a, a renewed sense of hope. But let's not get into it just yet. Need to start the 15-minute timer. That's obviously the exciting aspect of all this, isn't it? So we will dissect the um, the weekend's events in 15 minutes, starting now. It was going to be a minute for every goal conceded at the Etihad, wasn't it? But instead it can be just about a minute for every percentage point of possession that Leeds had. City are a phenomenally good team, and I think that has to be said first. How have, they, how have they done it, Phil? Just how have they done it? It's, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, from <laughs> nowhere, proper proper um, rags to riches. Yeah, <laughs> in, the truest, in the truest sense. We're speaking to Allardyce afterwards, and I asked him, you know, was this, he wouldn't have said this beforehand, but was this always a kind of three-game salvage job rather than four? And he said, well, you know, I can say that now. Um, and in effect, yes, because... As he said, and I agreed, they are as good a team as there's ever been in this country. I think they would beat any team from any era going back to the, the year dot. There are teams from other eras that would beat them too, but they're almost untouchable. And so much of that game on Saturday was like an open training session. I mean, it was it was kind of odd in that it wasn't even as if City were piling it on and, and laying it on incredibly thick. There were long periods of that game where it just was building up the pass rate to an exceptional level. Like, I mean, they, they they completed almost 800 passes. City leads were just over 100. It was in, incredibly one-sided. But the big surprise at the end being that, that Leeds almost nicked something from it. And I think that in itself was as much as anybody could have hoped for from that game. I think I do think it's probably fair to say in these circumstances, and this is why Leeds made the change, that had that been Leeds with Gracia in the frame of mind they were clearly in at the end of the Bournemouth game, it would have been far worse on Saturday. I think Leeds were lucky that it wasn't far worse anyway. There was the um, missed penalty, there was the shot of the post, there were other big chances. But at the same time, I guess it does give Allardyce something to cling to and it does give him a, way, a means and a way of saying to the players this week, look, you're still very much in this, you are, and perhaps it's not all gone. The fact that goal difference didn't take a, a hammering can be one of the good things that we take from this, I presume. Yeah, I was asking our data guys to have a good look at this. Uh, 
But how many times it's actually happened that teams have gone down on goal difference or have won the title on goal difference or have gotten to the top four on goal difference? Because I suspect not many um, statistically over the years. And I'm as guilty as this as anybody else of talking about goal difference and, and you know, as the season goes on and, and kind of keeping an eye on it. it it's very rarely an, an actual factor, although I guess it does start to play on your mind. But I think it's probably more just the psychological impact of having gone there and, and got thrashed. I think would have made everybody ask, is this going to make any difference? You know, has anything changed? Is it, is it going to be any better? I, I have to say, I think we will probably, the way we reflect on the City game will probably depend on what happens over the next three games. I think if, if Allardyce finds a way to keep them up, finds a way to get results, he'll probably look at City and say it was a little bit of a staging point for, for what he was trying to do. I think if Leeds go down, if they don't get results and if it doesn't work for them, we'll probably look back at the City game and reflect on the fact that they hardly touched the ball. We discussed this, didn't we, on WhatsApp over the weekend and I said it feels like we've taken the gearbox from being jammed in reverse to at least it's put us back into neutral now and we yeah. soon decide which way we go from here. It's a good way of putting it and I don't think there was anybody out there who thought it was the wrong decision to have another go with another head coach even though it's ridiculously late in the season and you know the odds of getting it right with a change at this point are probably extremely low. But it, it did make sense that everything was wrong at Bournemouth. Gracia's body language, the body language of the players at full time, what Radrizani was saying. I think had it been a day like that at Dean Court and then we'd just ploughed into this week without any changes at all, it would have looked like the white flag. You know, It would have looked as if Leeds were saying, well, what can we do? The dice cast is, is going to happen. And at least by doing this and at least by going with Allardyce, it looks as if there is still a little bit of fight there. There's still in huge amounts of trouble. They are and they need today to go well with the results. I think that's the big thing. It, it's, it feels to me, you know, we've been chatting about points we might need, what, what, what it might take to stay up. And every now and again, you have it in your head that even a couple of draws from these games that are left might just scrape it. But I think I feel deep down like Leeds are going to have to win somewhere. They're going to have to win one of these games. And I have a feeling that today's results might crystallise that, feel, that feeling as well. Yeah, hopefully it won't take it won't take too much because there are a lot of bad sides down there, including uh, including us. To some of the details of the game itself then, Phil, never a penalty, that was it? I thought it probably was. Really? Yeah, I thought it probably was, yeah. It's not the most blatant one you've ever seen, but I think, would, would you want that at the other end of the pitch when it's 2-1 and it's injury time? <sighs> That's not a penalty. It was, it was, yeah. It's it, not a penalty. It's become, it's become really difficult, isn't it? I read this incident. I was watching Heart Celtic yesterday in red card, and the interpretation of so much of this stuff is becoming difficult to difficult to fathom, really. And and it really has come down now to a case of whatever is decided on the day, you just have to to suck up. And I don't think we can pretend that Stroy got the ball, and he, he did get some of Foden. I don't know where Foden was was going with that particularly, but it was strange, wasn't it? Because at the time when it was given, there was very little protest because I don't think anybody thought it was in any way significant. You know, obviously it was going to turn 2-0 into 3-0 um, if City score that. But I think everybody felt the game was done anyway because there was nothing coming back from Leeds, nothing significant, and, and City were dictating it. But it was a it was a big moment, that, and it didn't half-rattle them in the five, six, seven minutes that were left. And I think what you started to realise there suddenly was that they are in, in a title race. It is still fairly tight. It's not decided. And again, psychologically, you can play on City a little bit. You know, you you can do. Um, but Leeds didn't do that enough, I don't think, on Saturday. I never expected them to get anything. It wasn't fair to expect them to, to get anything. But I think, as Allardyce said, particularly in the first half, City were not made to think at all at any stage. 
No, and that um, that penalty miss coupled with the the goal at the other end has just given it's it's potentially lit the blue touch paper. We said we'll see which way this one goes from here, Phil. But it's given Leeds a little bit of self belief, and and one of the things that we kind of didn't really touch on actually in the in our post match stuff on the match ball was the renewed sense of togetherness between the players and the fans. There was a good um, a good togetherness there, wasn't there? At the end, when the fans gave him a round of applause, which you you know you. you Contrast that with what happened at Bournemouth, and you can see that there is there is still something there left to fight for. Without a doubt, there was renewed energy. I would say energy in the the away end. I, I, I wonder what we'd be saying if um, that penalty goes in and Rodrigo doesn't score. How how we'd be thinking about it? But I thought the Rodrigo goal was quite significant because before the game, I'd been looking back at Allardyce and his previous periods where and, and previous jobs where he'd been asked to rescue clubs from difficult situation and. You could see that at Sunderland he had Defoe, Palace he had Benteke, and Everton he had Wayne Rooney, guys who would score goals for him and, and come up, you know, that sort of one chance, one goal thing um, that, that they were capable of. And then you go into West Brom, who were relegated under him, and he just didn't have that. He had um, Mateus Pereira. But by the time Pereira got into the goals late on, and, and he was scoring from midfield, you know, there's nobody up front who was chipping in heavily. The season was already blown for them. They were 10 points adrift and, and they were going down. But I think you can see in the blueprint from Allardyce that that what what this will depend on heavily is defending much better, taking few risks, but creating the odd chance which somebody takes and somebody has to take. And I think you saw that in Rodrigo on Saturday. You know, it was just that one misplaced header into traffic that falls to him and bang, it's a goal. And I think if that can happen for Allardyce, Leeds have every chance, but I think the margins will be as fine as that. I think it might come down to the, the odd moment like that, where Leeds absolutely have to pounce and absolutely have to exploit it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Would you run with Rodrigo over Pat Bamford at this stage? Because he seemed to be um, nailing his colours to Bamford's mast. I think I would. 
I mean, it wasn't in any way an easy game to play as a lone centre forward. And the, the amount of space between Leeds and Bamford, it was 40, 50 yards um, for, for a lot of that game. Bamford's hold-up play was not great. He, he didn't have a good game at all. But, you know, with the amount of possession Leeds had, it wasn't ever going to be easy. And it would have taken a big centre forward's performance to, to have influenced that. I think, were Bamford playing well and were he looking good? then I would understand in this system where you are going to be more defensive and where you are going to take fewer risks, I'd understand the logic of having, I guess, your most natural or um, archetypal number nine in the team. But the fact is, Rodrigo scoring the goals this season. You know, he's, he's miles above his XG, or at least, you know, he's, he's impressively above his XG. It's kind of one goal from every two shots on target. And that was shown, I think, in the closing minutes on Saturday, the fact that that fell for him and, and instantly it was in the back of the net. And I don't think Allardyce will be able to afford much in the way of missed chances over the three games that are left. They're going to have to be clinical. And more and more, I just feel like that position speaks for itself, really, doesn't it? If, if you cut through the numbers and you look at the performances this season, it seems to me pretty obvious he needs to be playing there. Did we learn much from this game at the weekend? Or was it just a case I, no. of just chalking it off? No, I don't think we did. Um, and I think Allardyce almost said that afterwards, that, you know, what can you do really? Okay, you you give them, you rattle them and you give them a scare in the last five minutes. But I think he was realistic enough to to see that it could have been 4-5-0 by that point anyway. I guess we've probably learned how Allardyce will try to play this, although it doesn't come as a huge surprise, does it? It's very much what we expected and um, very much what Allardyce has always done. But Newcastle is a totally different game. And I do think it starts properly now. You know, if if they don't play well against Newcastle, if they lose to Newcastle, I don't think much of the optimism that seems, or the, you know, the, the kind of quiet optimism that seems to have come out of the City game, I don't think there'll be much of that left. Although, as you say, that does depend on what happens tonight, doesn't it? Not more so than the City ground with uh, with Forest against Southampton. How, how do we want that one to go? I presume a Southampton win is what we're after there. Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And and feeling that a draw, I think, as I was saying. I think if Forrest were to win that tonight, and there's probably quite a high likelihood they will, then you do start to look at Leeds and think, far from just scratching the odd point in these three games, they're going to have to win somewhere. They're probably going to have to take four. You know, they're they're going to they're going to have to have to turn it on. It's it's really difficult for Allardyce. I think every time you think about it properly, you you understand more what an almost thankless task it is getting thrown four games, into, particularly these four games as well, um, and getting told you know you need X amount from it. It's not easy, and I think he, I think he knows that. But he's a confident guy, Allardyce, and I suppose if nothing else, it's it's a, a plus point that that you've got somebody who, I think I was saying after the press conference, his first one, you know, never let it be said that he's ever sounded phased by anything really. Allardyce, <laughs> you know, it's, it's sort of uber confidence about what he's doing, and I mean confidence and graft it it only gets you so far, and I think. This season has proved that if you're short of quality, then you, in the end, you you do suffer. So I don't know about you, but I don't find it any easier to call this after Saturday, and it might be easier to call after tonight's games. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was always going to be the case, wasn't it, where we'd go into the final three knowing what we had to do from from those three, which is you know a logical conclusion based on looking at the fact that you got Manchester City. And there's the thing is you know going back to the goal difference, um, Forrester on minus thirty two. Everton are the same as us on minus 25, albeit we've scored more than them, but they are yet to face Man City. So this is where you hope that Man City um, get their shooting boots back on and Haaland uh, does us another favour. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I'm not convinced that um, it will come down to goal difference in the end. 
But that's certainly a game where you're, you're looking for City to win and, and win comfortably. I mean, I still feel, having watched Everton and Leicester um, at, at um, the, the King Power last week, I still feel that Leicester are a better place than Everton um, to stay up. Everton looked extremely limited. And I don't think you really felt the cavalry coming with Everton either. You know, that there isn't a huge amount a huge amount behind the scenes or on the bench that they can they can really turn to. That I think is the the really ludicrous thing about City picking through their bench. You know, it's basically a list of players who would get into who who aren't in the starting lineup, who would get into any team, Grealish and, and others. And it's it, the the golf is the golf is ridiculously big, and I think we we say this a lot. Football is going to have to think about that at some point. It's going to have to consider what it what it does. But yeah, you're right. The results elsewhere are going to be critical to this. They absolutely are, and, and starting this afternoon and this evening. Uh, just over a minute left, Phil. So we'll wrap it up in a second. But I just want to ask you about West Ham and the fact they uh, they beat Man United, so they're now on now on thirty seven. They're out of it. Would you say, given what's happening down there? Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, for the, maybe so. for, maybe for the best as well. Going into well, you know, I know we're, we're always clutching at straws here, but we're going into, they're in a sequence of seven games in 21 days, I think the maths works out, and where the yeah. final game in that sequence, it'd be quite nice for them to be on the beach and in the European final after they play us. So uh, eyes off the ball in the Premier League, eyes on the European competition. Well, this always happens at this stage, doesn't it? Where you start to try and decide or deduce who's really committed, who needs to have a breather, who might help you out by not really pulling a leg. I think Tottenham on the last day of the season probably fall into that category as well. I suppose, again, you know, reason why it's good that you have somebody who is perhaps defensively a bit more savvy than than most other managers, because the thing about Tottenham is that even if they turn up and play poorly, if you've got a really porous defence, then Kane's going to score at some point, isn't he? Or Son's going to score, or Kulisowski, whoever else. Um, so you, you hope that this will work out for Allardyce, and you hope that what you saw, the best of what you saw on Saturday, brief though it was, Clicks in, does the does the job. There you go, right on the whistle, Phil. Well, does it count, I, does it count if I finish before the whistle? Uh, oh, I think it's it's right on cue, isn't it? If you finish before yeah. the whistle, we'll we'll give you a couple of seconds leeway. Anyway, we'll give you a couple of seconds. You'd leeway. almost think you were conducting me from the studio. <laughs> got you on strings, as they say, on strings. <laughs> Phil, thank you for that. Fifteen minutes summarised. Like you say, it's all going to come down to what happens at the at the city ground tonight. That probably frames the rest of it doesn't it and uh, yeah. and we'll see where we yeah. are when we reconvene on the Phil Hayes show towards the back end of the week that's over on the the Athletic feed any plans for the rest of the bank holiday are you going on the, the Athletic football podcast after this yeah we're on that shortly we've done a big read today about well it's called Leeds United what happened and it's the story of how it's come to this from that high watermark in this <coughs> excuse me in the summer of um 2021 so I've read that if you fancy and yes I will be on the Athletics podcast discussing all of this in a bit more depth as well Right we'll look out for you uh, over on that Phil you and I will return towards the back end of the week on the Phil Hayes show enjoy the rest of your week we'll see you soon Catch you soon The Square Ball Podcast Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.